This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 5th of January. In your Squiz today, President Trump's leaked phone call over Georgia's election results. A UK court rules against extraditing Julian Assange. Good news for the housing market and the power of karaoke. This is your Squiz today. We're just 15 days out from the inauguration of Joe Biden as the 46th president of the United States, but outgoing President Donald Trump continues to push his unsubstantiated claims of a stolen election. The Washington Post yesterday published a leaked one-hour phone call between Trump and Georgia election officials where he continued to insist he won the state and that there had to be a way to change the election result. It's quite something, Claire. It really is, and commentators across the world were aghast at that effort to try and pressure an official to overturn an election result in a state that was quite critical to Joe Biden's win. It's been summed up by many as an assault on American democracy. In one part of the call, Trump pleads that I just want to find 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have. And he continues to say because we won the state. Has Trump done anything illegal in the calls? That remains to be seen, of course, as you can imagine, Democrats and his other political foes are going over that at the moment. But certainly what's troubling is that pressure that's been applied to uh, Brad Raffensperger. He's a Republican. He's the Secretary of State of Georgia. Uh, He has held the line, though, saying that they've done their investigations of voter fraud claims that Trump's team have raised repeatedly since the November election day. He's says that they have found nothing wrong, that the claims have been uh, completely unsubstantiated and that the president's been working off what they call bad data. This is all playing out ahead of the Senate runoff elections happening in Georgia this week. For the Democrats, the Senate majority hangs in the balance. Why is it so important? It's important because who controls the Senate uh, ultimately will give the president the ability to get their agenda up if they're from the same party and Democrats have an opportunity to do that if they win both of those Senate seats in Georgia or to make life very difficult because if it's in Republican hands, then uh, Democratic President Joe Biden will find it difficult to get a lot of his agenda through the Congress. A big week for Georgia and a big week for US politics, as we mentioned yesterday, Congress is getting set to certify the election results on Thursday, our time, despite a fair bit of Republican infighting. More to come this week. Over to the UK now, and a court there has ruled that WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange won't be extradited to the US to face those espionage charges. This decision has been based on fears for his mental health and his high risk of suicide. What the UK judge said was that she rejected every defence offered by Assange's legal team over the publication of thousands of sensitive military documents in 2010 and 2011, including that America's pursuit of him was political motivated and that they were a journalism outfit that was able to publish these things and it was in the spirit of freedom of information that that happened. What she said was, though, that concerns about his mental health had to take primacy. Uh, That includes the risk of suicide. He would head into a supermax prison and be in near solitary confinement in the US if that was to happen and she said that his mental health had to take priority. It's not over yet. The US has two weeks to 
to lodge an appeal, which they plan to do. As for Assange, he is expected to apply for bail on Wednesday. Coming back home now and a quick look at the COVID clusters. The big call at the moment, Claire, is for more people to come forward and get tested. Yeah, what officials say is they need a lot more testing. They need it to be in at least the 30,000s and upwards to get a proper uh, fix on exactly what's happening. Currently, they're around the 20,000 mark. Also, what's been happening in Victoria is that testing has been ramped up. They've been uh, conducting a lot more tests there as they've come under pressure in the last few days. Despite the low case numbers there, it's not likely Victoria will reopen its border with New South Wales before the end of the month, which means that residents still need to apply for a travel exemption if they need to get home. One thing people have had their eye on is what will happen with the third cricket test in Sydney this Thursday, Claire? Yeah, and it's going ahead, but officials have dropped the crowd numbers to about 10,000 people a day. That's about 25% of the SCG's capacity. Officials had been hoping to have the test with around 50% capacity. Taking a look now at the housing market, Claire, new figures released show strong results overall for 2020, despite the year that it was, and it was especially strong for regional areas. Yeah, and look, there were fears, of course, at the start of this pandemic that the housing market would be significantly hit. But when it comes to December's result and the year that was 2020, most capital cities saw positive growth. Uh, They were able to see home prices go up. Melbourne was the only capital to post decline. It was backwards 1.3% for the year. But regional Australia, as you say, was a real star. It outgrew the capital city housing market for the first time in more than 15 years. Yeah, regional home prices were up 6.9%. Areas such as the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast, Geelong, Dalesford, Ballarat, Wollongong and Newcastle. Big performers there. And what analysts say, of course, is that reflects uh, city dwellers looking to get out to the regions. Those sea changes and tree changes. Exactly. In sports news now, there are concerns that the latest in footwear innovation from Nike, the Zoom X Dragonfly shoes, love these names, (laughs) they could be providing an unfair advantage to those wearing them at the next Olympics. That's because athletes wearing the shoes have recently broken a whole bunch of records, Claire. Yeah, and whether it's those spikes uh, that are worn in those track events or whether it's the Zoom AlphaFly Next Percent shoes that (laughs) Nike are making, another great name, uh, that are used by those long-distance marathon and half-marathon runners. There has been a lot of scrutiny on Nike and that technology and questions about whether it actually meets the official standards and whether it gives athletes that are wearing them an advantage. And what World Athletics President Sebastian Coe said yesterday is that he thinks that they're thumbs up, that they're okay to go, and that it is actually innovation at work. And he doesn't want to see that stifled. He wants to see other companies step up within the rules to help their athletes do better. And in entertainment news now, Jerry Marsden, the lead singer of Jerry and the Pacemakers, has died aged 78. For those not familiar with the band, at one stage they were as big as the Beatles and both from Liverpool. And they leave a lasting mark on not just music and music's history in the UK, but also in football. It's mm. their song and their version of You'll Never Walk Alone that really is a really heart-stirring anthem that Liverpool Football Club use. If you see any of 
the clips of the massive crowd singing that in unison as they're holding up their scarves. It's really quite moving. Yeah, it's pretty spine-tingling stuff. I'll put a link to a clip in your episode notes. Speaking of singing, a cab driver in Taiwan is using the power of karaoke as a pretty ingenious marketing ploy. What's his secret? He gets you into the cab. You have to sing. He does a very charming deal with you. (laughs) That's the condition of taking the ride. But if you do really well, you either get a discount or you could have your fare completely refunded. Uh, That, though, works out quite well for him. It seems that passengers usually tip him more than the fare. It's quite a genius little outfit that he's got running there. I would run a mile if I saw that cab approaching. (laughs) There is no way I would be getting in. (laughs) I think that sounds like a bit of fun. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe if it was very late at night, we'll see. But that's all from us today. Thanks to everyone who welcomed us back yesterday. A quick note that the Squiz Kids podcast is still on holidays for a little while longer, but plenty of fun holiday content happening. So have a listen if you've got kids under 12 needing some entertainment over the holidays. Catch you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more, and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.